listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Welcome to the Lunch with Lloyd podcast. I'm Katie Overy, Infomark all of this week. Coming up, we chat to Nada. She tells us all about travel scams you should be aware of if you are out of the country. Local artist Andrew Scanlon chats with us about following his dreams and passions. Kareem from Kids App was here telling us all about the edutainment offers available for the children. And finally, I caught up with Adam Long, part of the Dubai Opera Big Band, ahead of his new show, The Sound of Sinatra at the Dubai Opera. Lunch with Lloyd is live every weekday from 11am. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Good morning. I'm Katie Overy in for Mark Lloyd. As it's Wednesday, we are wandering with Nada. Good morning, Nada. How are you? Good morning. Great. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you very much. You look wonderful. I mean, sorry, I know this is bad for radio, but we do have Nada on Microsoft Teams. You look wonderful, <laughs> drenched in glorious sunlight there. Wonderful. Thank you. Oh, yes. I definitely like my sunlight and the greenery. Yes, yeah, sunlight. We've got to get vitamin D, haven't we? You've got to get your vitamin D in. Um, Nada, Absolutely. now you're always out and about wandering somewhere, obviously. Um, but today you're going to be talking to us about something a little bit different, talking about travel scams that we should be aware of. Exactly. So the world is a pretty creative place when it comes to travel scams, uh, especially now given the pandemic. Um, as more and more people are getting vaccinated and eager to travel, there are many successful schemes uh, that have taken place or are uh, basically just you know something that can catch you off guard. Mm. So if a deal seems too good to be true, it probably is. And so I want to share five popular travel scams to avoid. Absolutely. I'm I'm 100% up for this. So go right ahead, my love. All right. So the first one I'd say would be the fake airline and accommodation booking sites. So even before you travel, you know, when you're searching for tickets or a place to stay, you might find a great deal on a site that's, you know, nicely branded, looks legitimate. Um, it has a calendar, fantastic photos and glowing reviews. Right. Mm-hmm. But you've never used it before. Um, unfortunately, many scammers can now build great websites and they only exist to take your credit card information. No way. So, you know, you know, you need to make sure to research, uh, any unfamiliar websites and stay away from any that don't have, you know, the padlock icon, uh, that's next to the URL in the address bar. Yeah. And that is something that you really, really have to look out for that. Um, I have been luckily I managed to stop myself once, but I had a a, a PayPal one um, that asked me to re-log in and I just didn't even kind of think about it. This was years ago now. I've I've cottoned on now. Um, Yeah. So look out for that. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I mean, they designed something that looks entirely like the the website that you're maybe a bit familiar with. Mm. Um, But as soon as you log in. Your information is then taken and, of course, used um, for other purposes. Okay. All right. So we'll be careful of those booking sites. Yes. And the second one is the taxi overcharge. Uh, So this is actually one of the most common travel scams out there, uh, especially near airports and near, you know, busy attractions. So either the driver will tell you that the, the meter is maybe broken or try to even charge you a significantly higher fixed rate. Mm. Uh, And so it really, really then, um, you know, will dawn on you maybe towards the end of the trip uh, that you've been scammed. And so to avoid this, you need to know or find out how much a ride should cost approximately. Um, I always use websites like Rome to Rio uh, or even Uber 
or ask hotel staff like what a ride should approximately cost so just so that i have a frame of reference yeah um, and then if the cabbie tries to negotiate the rate with me i just kind of offer them the correct rate if they refuse I just get out. Yeah. And that's no, the again, thing, isn't it? Is, no matter is how, having how that, amazing the deal is. Yeah, is having that confidence. Sorry to interrupt you. Is having that confidence to actually say, no, this isn't right. I'm, I'm going to get out. Because the meter one, I, I think every single foreign country I've been to, that's happened. The meter broken trick. Yep. No, it definitely happens in so many places. And, you know, it's an easy mistake to make. But, you know, this is why you should definitely just ma- ask ahead uh, just before you get in. Uh, just to avoid this from happening. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's another one. I'm scared about the rest on the list, but let's go for it. <laughs> well, there are a few others. And uh, another one is the bump or the spill on your clothes. So let's say you're walking in a crowded area, right? And someone just bumps into you or spills something on you and then offers these like profuse apologies while dabbing it up. While either they or their partners in crime might be, you know, helping you out. Someone's going to be reaching into your pocket or into your bag while you're obviously distracted. Mm. So by the time you realize what's happened, they are long gone. (laughs) So, you know, I always say politely refuse help um, and never keep your belongings in one place or like your eggs in one basket. So I spread usually my phone, my cash, my cards in different places just to minimize that risk. Yeah, gosh, the things like that really kind of scare me. And I know this is... We could go on and on about how safe and lucky we are in the UAE, um, but that 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 does scare me when things like that happen. You hear it, you yep, hear and, about it. You know, it's it's an easy again thing to do um, just before you head out from the hotel. Just you know, put your things in, like I said, different places. Your maybe um, your belt might have a, a mm. pocket. There are a lot of these sophisticated ways to kind of hide things these days. So it's just again better safe to be. Um, you know, just aware of this, then sorry. Yeah, of course. No, absolutely. Okay. You've got, you've said here about fake COVID test results. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So in many parts of the world, you know, travelers must show either like a vaccination card or a negative COVID test before catching a flight. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're in a new country, you might not know which hospitals to go to and where to get that done. So a lot of places have been cashing in um, on the crisis uh, by selling these fraudulent test results. And what they do is they just attract tourists by, you know, offering cheaper tests and faster results. Okay. So to be on the safe side, I always say check uh, that a test provider is on a government approved list and maybe even check with the airlines if they have any partnerships. Ah, okay, interesting. And what about and with the hotels as well? Because I'm actually going away next week, and I spoke to the hotels directly, and they've given me the ones that they would recommend, and that they're affiliated with the government and what have you. Exactly. So that's exactly what I also did. Um, just got back from Turkey, and um, just at the hotel, asked them to sort of lead me uh, to you know an actual authentic place to get the test done. Uh, so they suggested having someone come to the hotel for a slightly, you know, higher fee. But, you know, you get them to come and the test is done and the hotel staff then arrange the whole thing for you. They send you the results. They print them for you. So it's just a, it's I would say, a faster, more convenient way to get that done. And certainly what seems like more secure, you know, you, you know, you get what you pay for, I guess. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh gosh, isn't it terrifying? It is because you want you think everyone out there's friendly like you, but you have to really have your wits about you. Who says I'm friendly? Nada. Exactly. Next. <laughs> uh, and that actually brings me to ne- to my next point, right? Like people are friendly, um, and there are a lot of friendly people who also, for instance, offer to take your photo. Um, so say you're hanging out in a busy attraction area, um, someone offers to take a group photo of you and your friends, or let's say if you're traveling solo, um, they offer to take a picture of you alone, right? So as you're getting ready to pose for your awesome new uh, Instagram jumping shot, um, you'll look up and you'll realize that your new friend has completely vanished oh along with goodness. your expensive camera or phone. I didn't, my face, I'm in absolute shock here because I didn't even think about it because I'm the person that always offers. Maybe this is why from now on we all just carry selfie sticks and just take them ourselves. Exactly. You speak for yourself, Poonam. Just just that, buy like the the selfie stick, even if you'll hate carrying it, but it is just a a much more convenient way to just kind of take the photo if you want to or ask maybe fellow tourists instead. Uh, and return the favor to them as well. Nada's making me question everybody now. Yeah, we're just walking around going, I feel unsafe because Nada said so. I'm also questioning the fact that Poonam walks around the Dubai Eye office with a selfie stick. Uh, Anyway, it is our last show together, so thank goodness for that. Um, But it's true though, Nada. Like, genuinely, I I see people taking pictures and I always offer because Mm, I I know what it's like to have a group photo or a family photo all together. Otherwise, it's either my brother and my nephews Mm. and just me and my nephews, that kind of thing. Um, Oh, no, I'm questioning everybody. Okay, finally, do you know what, Nada? I'm dreading this one. I thought the world was a lovely place. Fake Wi-Fi oh, this one hubs. Is, I would say probably the most also like popular in airports in particular. Oh no! Uh, okay, go on. The first thing that a lot of people tend to do when they get to an airport or a new city is they try to find free Wi-Fi to mm. connect to. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. So some of these free Wi-Fi unlocked connections can actually be very dangerous. Um, a lot of hackers will set up these unsecure Wi-Fi hotspots. Um, in public areas that look very legit. So, for example, it'll read something like Intercontinental Hotel Free Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. And they'll hope that you connect to it. Once you're connected, the hackers will try to steal your personal information, including passwords and banking information. How? How can they do that? But how how do we know what's authentic then? Can Let's... you tell that Poonam and I have no clue what's <laughs> happening? How can they do I know, that? So, you know, the second, like, you know, when you take your your trip maybe next week, um, just kind of, you know, switch on your Wi-Fi when you're in a public area. You're going to find a minimum mm. guaranteed of 10 Wi-Fi connections. Mm. Um, some you'll be able to connect to, others uh, you won't. But the ones that you can do very easily, you will find, for instance, an alert that pops up on your phone saying that your security has been compromised. Um, and I noticed this quite a few times in a lot of areas. Um, so it's just a, I would say, just a, a thing you can avoid um, just to really find a, maybe a network that has a password. Um, and definitely never log into your bank account yeah. when you're on these networks, yeah, right? Sure. And this is, again, like something easy to, to do just in case you're, let's say, buying a ticket uh, for an attraction and you just want to do it quickly on your phone. That's where, when they'll get you. I think I'm just going to go and curl up in bed and never come out my house now. <laughs> never, never leaving my house no, no, again. No, no. 
<laughs> no, absolutely not. I would definitely still obviously suggest, you know, travel, just be very aware of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these schemes, they require a naive tourist, but you, you know, will also be able to avoid them if you just keep those things in mind. No, and it's fantastic. And Nada, honestly, thank you so much because it is one of those things where I'm always, I'm always, well, I'm always pretty on edge <laughs> whenever I, I go anywhere. Um, but there are those extra layers of things that you just have to be aware of. So I really, really appreciate you giving us those tips. Um, for anyone listening, where can they wander with you and follow all of your um, travels? Uh, wanderwithnada.com is the website and at wanderwithnada on socials absolutely wonderful well beautiful nada drenched in sunlight thank you so much you'll be speaking with mark next well not next as in next yeah. next time thank you nada <laughs> goodbye bye. bye okay that that's official uh i probably will not be going on holidays all <laughs> next your pictures week. from your holiday are gonna be on your selfie stick. on my selfie stick I don't own a selfie stick. You better get one, girl. Oh, my goodness. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Good afternoon. My name is Katie Overy. I'm in for Mark Lloyd today. I'm joined now via Microsoft Teams by a local artist, Andrew Scanlon. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hello, Katie. Thank you for having me on. Hey, you're very, very welcome, sir. I've been really looking forward to speaking to you, actually, ever since we started speaking to you and and your team, because the fact that, you know, you decided, you know what, enough of this, I'm going to do what I actually want to do. And I think it's very much, you know, a quote of the day and motivational and everything. So first of all, I want to know all about your story, because you are an artist based here in Dubai, but that's not what you've always done, right? No, um, I think like everybody else, we, we get on with life and, uh, you know, and I, I've always been artistic and I've always been creative, but I've never really sort of allowed myself to develop that. Um, and so I had children and I got married and not necessarily that order. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, I got very involved in my work and my career. I was very busy. Um, I was obsessed with golf and sport. Uh, so really, it, it just never, it was always inside me, but it was never, uh, I never had the opportunity to really to explore it. Uh, then I had a, an injury um, about six years ago, and I found myself uh, not doing the things I would normally do. And I, and I turned to art, uh, and I rediscovered what I was uh, enjoying doing. Mm. Um, uh, and I, I bought a, a load of acrylic paints and some canvases and I started throwing paint around and started playing with different experiments and techniques and slowly it evolved, you know, and here I am six years later and, you know, painting prolifically and loving it. You know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it is. It's absolutely wonderful. I'm not here to ask you how old you are, <laughs> but I'm going to. I don't. I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm coming up 60. OK, right. So I just love the fact that in your mid 50s, you were like, this, enough is enough. It's time to become an actual full-time artist. And uh, was it scary? It's, it's scary. I mean, it's um, a lot of my work now is art, but I'm you know I'm still very involved. I'm, I'm an also I'm also uh, I'm also in finance, and that, that's still a part of my life as well. So to say that I'm a full-time artist is probably quite okay. Well, a bit of a stretch, um, but it's fine. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, art is probably a very big part of my life now. Um, you know, it's sense of pretty much everything I do. Yeah, fantastic. And, and to go from something, if you're doing finance in your day-to-day work then, that must 
I guess, go towards that creative outlet. Yeah, I, I, with art, I find it's it's such a release. You know, I lock myself in my studio, I crank up the music, and you know, and, and just start expressing myself in, in that way. And I think we, I think we're all creators inside, and we, if we're lucky, we find a way of expressing it. And for me, I discovered a way of expressing what was inside me through through painting. Um, you know, I mean, when we had the lockdown, for example, I mean, it was it was for me, I'm, I'm quite claustrophobic. So I, f- I found the whole experience really difficult. Mm. Um, and, and I found that painting was uh, really helped me with that. Uh, and I created a painting that I call, actually called Lockdown, uh, which really sort of looked at the emotions rather than the physical form. I was going to um, say, did your art change during that period? It did. Yeah, it changed a lot. It, it, it got a little bit darker, I suppose, but it. it it's also got a lot more expressive, you know, rather than trying to paint the, uh, the accuracy of, of, of physical attributes, you actually started to think, well, how can I express art in, in the form of, of showing her as, as an emotion? Uh, and I think um, the lockdown painting really released that to me. And I've done quite a few paintings since then, um, looking more towards the emotions than the, than the physical picture. So Yeah, because you do, you paint a lot of um, people and a lot of famous people. And that's why I wanted to link together. You said about putting yourself in your studio and putting your, putting your music, on, uh, putting the music on, because you do paint a lot of musicians, don't you? Do you yes. find that you listen to their music as you're painting them? What's the correlation with that? Yeah, absolutely. Always. I, I just finished a painting of uh, Mick Jagger, um, so, so I've sort of been bouncing around the studio listening to, uh, and, and bear in mind, as I'm 60, you know, this guy has been around uh, uh, all my all my life, you know. So, so you know, it's, his music is is important to me. Uh, also, Dave Bowie, I did a, a painting of Dave Bowie that was received very well. But same again for like three months, I had David Bowie all the time on the on the music, and it does help. You, you get you get the frame of mind to do it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. And there's there's worse people to be painting and listening to at the same time I'm sure and of course sure. talking of the Rolling Stones we have to say a little uh, you know nod to Charlie Watts who we lost yesterday the Rolling Stones drummer so our thoughts go out to his family do you know if any of the people that you've painted or any of the estates from them or anything have they ever reached out to you have they ever seen the artwork you've done of them I uh, I painted Tommy Fleetwood um, I was asked to paint it by the um uh, the Biodesert Classic. They invited me to to come along and, and and do some painting to show my art during the during the golf. So um, I painted Tommy Fleetwood, uh, and I was able to present the the painting to him during the event, and that was quite surreal because, yeah. <laughs> you know, for him to come and see this painting I created and to actually see the guy that I was, you know, I was using different images as as, as reference to paint him. So that was quite a quite an experience but he's the only one so far that I've, I've actually met as a result of my painting yeah and the only one so far that you know of that has has, has seen <laughs> yes, your paintings maybe, yeah. you never yeah. know you never know how long know. i'm not a, a a natural artist at all how long does a, an average painting and i know there's no such thing but how long do you spend on these pieces i i, I did one of my styles I developed is something called cellular art uh, and that involves painting in, in very small spots or pixels of paint uh, um, uh, the, the first one I did of that it took me 200 hours oh my gosh uh, and, 
yeah, it was almost three three months working most evenings to to complete that. It was it was exhausting, um, but the, the result for me was you know it was it, it was great you know and and, and I, I I like painting in that way because as I say it's it's I don't know it's it's very it's, it's it's a good way of expressing yourself in mm. a different way, a different way for people to see things. It's they haven't seen it in that way before, and that's and that's what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, it's really unusual. I was looking at it on your website earlier. You said then about obviously it took a long time. You're exhausted. Do you ever get home and just think I I can't be bothered? <laughs> uh, I, I think you have to. It's, it's like anything in life. I think I think once you start something, I want to finish it. Okay. Um, so there's very few things that I, d- I don't finish. So. Uh, to to say it's always a pleasure to be painting, it's not. You know, you have to discipline yourself to see it through. Um, and then when it, when it starts to say take form and you start to see it uh, emerging from the canvas, you know, it gives you that extra spurt to finish it. And, then, and there's nothing more satisfying to actually stand back and look at the painting and think, well, yeah, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, my, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, I've just thought of in my brain. I'm just giving myself props there ahead of time. I meant, as a great comment. Have you ever finished a piece, stood back, and instead of admiring it, think it's awful and almost scrap it, throw it out? Have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a graveyard of paintings <gasps> in the back really? of my studio. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. No, I'm not uh, surprised. <laughs> Goodness. And how do you put a price on artwork, especially what you do, because each piece is so different? It's, it's very difficult, um, and especially where I am in my career of painting. Um, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I've, I've had various collectors have, have bought some paintings from me at what I think is a reasonable price. Um, and really, I, th- I think it's the market that chooses, you know, um, you know, if you spend if you spend three months or, or 200 hours on a painting, you know, you really don't want to let it go and, unless it's, it's, it's as a reasonable mm. return for your effort. Uh, but ultimately, like anything, I think the market chooses based on yeah. your style and whether it's like and whether it's popular. Yeah, and, and it's what it means to the person that's buying it, I guess, ultimately as well. Yes, totally. I mean, it's how somebody connects with, with art always. If it, if it connects or, or stills an emotion in you, then, you know, those people deserve to own those paintings. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud if it's on their walls, if they feel that way about it. Amazing. Andrew, what are you working on right now? <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I just finished Mick Jagger and, I, and I'm just sort of sketching out a painting of a friend. Oh, really? Uh, and we, ha- we have a friend, a Georgian friend, and, she, and, and it, she's a, uh, a lady with, with huge personality and, and, and attitude. <laughs> uh, and, there's, and, 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 and I want to try and capture that. There's something about her that, you know, she, she deserves to be a portrait, I think. Uh, just to try and capture that 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 character that she is, she's uh, so. This is quite a challenge, but uh, uh, she doesn't know I'm painting it. <laughs> no way, that's amazing! I really, really yeah. want to see the final result of that. And um, finally, Andrew, before I let you go, where can people see your art? More importantly, buy your art and follow your journey. Yeah, well, I'm on Instagram. It's just Andrew Scanlon uh, on Instagram. Um, my website is. Uh, uh, andrewscanlon.com oh no it's andrewscanlonart.com mm-hmm. um i've ju- I, I had a small pop-up gallery in, in disc which i just uh, the lease has just expired there so i'm looking now for uh, another permanent home for, for my art something with a bit more space so anybody out there is who wants uh thinks they might have a home for for some of my art then that'd be wonderful yeah uh, but yeah you, you can you can find me on, on instagram and you can find me on my website 
Uh, so feel free to reach out at any time. Perfect. And you're so lucky you have Instagram. That is exactly your name. So go and follow him, Andrew Scanlon. Andrew, thank you so much. Wish you the best of luck and I hope to see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. And if you are listening and you know of somewhere that might want to house Andrew's artwork, we love supporting local artists. And you can always text in 4001 or, of course, reach out to Andrew directly. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Good afternoon. I'm Katie Overy in for Mark Lloyd. As it's Wednesday and we only have a few more days of those wonderful summer holidays for the children left, we're joined by Kareem from Kids App. How are you, Kareem? Great, Katie. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much. How has your week been? It's been okay. I think um, unlike a lot of other parents, I'm actually not that happy about back to school. I mean, I enjoyed the summer with the kids, so I'm kind of in denial. Okay. There's a lot of back to yeah. There's a lot of back to school stuff going on. You can check our app. Uh, there's a lot of uh, offers and ideas. But I figured I'd go halfway and I would do something edutaining. So halfway between edutainment and entertainment today. Amazing. Sounds good. So what do you have for us? <laughs> okay. So the first place I want to talk about is Green Planet. Um, I think anybody who listens, it's no secret that I love nature and I love animals and. Going to that incredible biodome over in City Walk is about as close as you can get to a tropical rainforest in Dubai and actually probably in the Middle East. And uh, so for those who don't know it, the Green Planet is a massive biodome that's like a huge building with natural lighting and tropical forest inside it and animals from all over the world that are actually mostly in open air. So you're very close to them. You can see them interact and it's very educational. So one of the nice things about Green Planet, I'm, I'm sure you've been there, Katie, but one of the things that they have nowadays, so first of all, there's the basic entry ticket, which you can get kids up on kids up, and there's an offer, 99 dirhams for adults, uh, 69 for kids, mm-hmm. and then once you're there, you can book even more interesting encounters that start around 200 to 250 dirhams that include meeting the sloth, sugar glider, bird encounters where you can take pictures with them, if you like tarantulas and millipedes, you can book the bugs encounter and you can actually hold them, even roaches. I don't know who wants to do that, though. <laughs> and they have the reptile There are some strange there. people out there, Karim. Yes, I know. So, so that's the thing. So there's, there's something for everybody. And then there's the reptile encounter where you can also hold pictures of uh, hold animals, hold reptiles, take pictures with them. There's piranha feeding. So it's very interesting. There's One so much the down at the Green we, Planet, isn't there? It's a wonderful place. There is. One of the nice things is they have a thunderstorm happening every day, twice a day. So it actually rains inside. And either you take an umbrella with you or you go get undercover or you just enjoy the rain. No way. That's a bit like a tropical rain. Yeah, yeah. I haven't experienced it yet, but I think I want to go and do that. Amazing. My nephews um, actually did the camping at Green Planet when it was on. Um, a few months ago. They said it was amazing but really noisy in the morning because all the way all the birds wake up in the morning. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was quite wonderful. Okay, Green Planet. So all of those deals are available on the Kids App app, obviously. Exactly. Okay. Okay, next is one of my absolute favourite places in Dubai, Oli Oli. Yes, so Oli Oli is a well-known entertainment and educational kind of children's museum. They have unique exhibits and they're always changing them. They're all very interactive. We have a special back-to-school offer with them. So if you book on Kids App, the kids will also get an Oli Oli branded mask and branded socks. And they also get 17 dirhams cash back that they can spend on other activities within Kids App. So this is going on at Oli Oli. 
um, all their usual activities. I think it's a great time to go as long as you go before 5th of September. Okay, before the 5th of September. Yeah, Oli Oli is wonderful. So if you haven't been, lots of different rooms. It's very edutainment. Even even the kind of the water um, experience they've got there. At first, you kind of just think, okay, well, it's just water and there's water everywhere. But it's the jets and then getting the kids to work out how to get the balls into those little, like, do you know what I mean? It's such an amazing place. Love Oli Oli. Yeah, there's so much attention given to every activity to make it both fun and a learning experience. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, fantastic. What's up next? Next, I mean, who doesn't know Kidzenia Dubai? Uh, it's basically, uh, it's over at Dubai Mall. It's like a kid's world where, you know, the kids actually are the grown-ups. They go in, um, you know, you book, you get your kids' zoos, which is like the money inside Kidzenia, and then you can actually use the money to do activities. Or you can work, for example, as a fireman, or policeman, postman, you can work in uh, the grocery store. There's so much stuff you can actually do, like in real life, be on TV set, be on the radio, you know, and you can earn money for that. And then you use that money to actually do other activities within Kidzania. So it's a lot of fun. And I thought it's, you know, it's kind of educational. It will give kids a chance to think about what they really want to do, what kind of things they would enjoy when they're going, you know, before they head back to school. Kareem, you so know... We have a- it's Poonam here, Kareem. So I actually went there a few years ago and I was blown away. It was such an amazing place. It even has a little radio booth and everything. I could have lived in that little world. It's just beautiful. You can spend the whole day there for sure. I don't I know did. about living, but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe. It would just be like, um, guys, we're locking up now. We're like, they might I'm have sorry. to throw, yeah, exactly. Poonam is still in there. Just give me two minutes and I'll come and She's grab She's an her. air stewardess right now. So what uh, what deals are going on in, in Kinsonia? Because sometimes it can get a little expensive, and especially if you've got two or more children. So we've got a great deal. We've got uh, over 30% off on the tickets, especially we also have deals where if you buy an adult and a child tickets together or two adults and two kids, you get quite a big discount on that. So, we, you know, it starts normal prices are 195 per child. We're going for 179 If you buy a child and an adult, it's only 193 to us instead of 275 Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a good time to go. You can save and, you know, before school starts, spend the day with your family. Trust me, you will miss the kids when they're in school. <laughs> me? I, I don't have children, so I, I don't miss them ever. Uh, but I do, un- <laughs> I do understand that people actually like their children, I hear. I've heard that's a thing. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think it's a rumour, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm honest. Saying that, that's awful. My niece is only four months old and she's been in the UK for a month and I miss her so much. So yeah. don't worry, I, I'm not that hard-hearted, I promise you. Um, what's happening down at Le Maire? Okay, so actually this is new. It's a new offer we have on Kids App. It's quite a large play area that, I mean, if you look at the photos we have uh, in the app, you know, it's, it's really fun for the younger kids. I think it's one of the few places over in La Mer. They've got a playground, toddler zone. There's like a snow park there, climbing rope course adventure, a lot of interactive games and educational stuff, creative arts and crafts. So it's, it's a nice mix of entertainment and education. And we've got 40% off there at the moment and hopefully for a long time so there's a lot to do it's a new place come and check it out amazing and is, is it indoors or outdoors no it's an indoor spot so okay. it's good both in summer and, and the cooler seasons yeah fantastic i can't read the next one that you've written on the list here i can't even begin to pronounce it by the way <laughs> did we say we were talking about kidus la mer Yes. It's a place called Kiddus. I'm not sure. Oh, sorry. We didn't say the name. Sorry. Kiddus. Kiddus <laughs> yeah. down so in Lamar. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from, 
It's for one to 12 year olds, and I think uh, there's a lot to do. Really, the best thing to do is open Kids App, that's K I D Z A P P, and search for Kidus. And you'll see a lot of photos that do better justice than I can describe to you guys. Fine. So we have 40% off at 60 dirhams there at the moment. That makes sense. It's lucky you're here, really, Kareem, isn't it? I didn't know what was happening there. And now I can't even pronounce the next one. Is it Bricobilandia? Okay, it is Bricobilandia. Oh. So, Bricobilandia, yeah, it is. So, basically, it's actually, I mean, I think there's all sorts of trademarks and everything, but it's basically playing with Lego or, okay. you know, bricks. Bricks, bricks. And Yes, and it's like they have whole worlds and cities of bricks built in the venue. Okay, this one, they have a new one now in Dubai Festival City. And basically the kids can come in there, spend an hour or two just playing with Lego, building stuff, or playing with already built cities. No you know, so like I don't know if you've ever seen kind of those Lego City type yeah. uh, games in the store that make you want to buy them as an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they have basically um, all sorts of themes like the Disney sets, the Star Wars sets, ninjas, dragons, castles, princesses, and the cities. And that's going through the app. It's 20% off. You can go in there at 85 dirhams. That's brilliant because that is a wonderful thing. And it's, one, as you say, edutainment. They're actually using that creative side of their brain to build things and create different things. I love, I love it. I love all forms of building bricks. For children. Okay, so I guess I'll see you there then. <laughs> yeah, you probably will, actually. Um, yeah, my nephews are a little bit obsessed. Okay, Kareem, so finally, well, you've got one, one final offer for us this week. Yeah, so Children's City um, is actually, so I'm not sure how to describe it. It's kind of, it is a museum, and it's more of your traditional kind of children's museum. So now, for example, if you go and you look at, uh, this is over, by the way, in Creek Park, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at, uh, you know, the more modern, interactive kind of, the more half play zone, half museums like Oli Oli and Woohoo. Children's City is more like what you used to get, for example, when you used to go to a museum and then go to the kids section of it and the science section. But they pulled it out and they made it big. So it's less playful. It's interactive and it's learning. So it's interesting. And they've got some very cool exhibits. Um, they're open Sundays to Thursdays from 9 until 7. And then on the weekends from 2 to 8, there's more details in Kids App. They have a planetarium, they have an earth science gallery, they have a theater where they put on also kids' uh, shows, etc. And that's actually very cheap because, again, it's going back to the museum theme and the educational theme. So it's five dirhams per person, under twos are free, and uh, kids are for ten dirhams. That's amazing. I've never heard of that children's city. Okay, so we'll go, we'll, we'll go down and check that out. And, of course, as always, make sure you download the Kids app, app as Kareem said. So it's K-I-D-Z-A-P-P for all of these discounts. I mean, if you're doing anything with children in and around the UAE and not going onto the Kids app, more fool you. That's what I say. <laughs> Isn't that, I'll say it, Kareem. You probably can't get away with saying I'm, that. I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kareem. Um, Mark, we'll be back on Sunday, so you'll you'll be speaking with him next week. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, and hopefully uh, soon as well. See you soon, Kareem. Thank you so much. Right, download Kids App, K-I-D-Z-A-P-P. Poonam, um, Kareem there was talking about Lego, and I caused a bit of a stir the other day because the plural of Lego is... Lego. It is. That's because you're from the UK. Oh. A lot of people think the plural of Lego is Legos. Mm-hmm. So they will say, like, tidy up your Legos because there's more than one. Okay. But Lego actually uh, tweeted and said the plural of Lego is Lego. Isn't it like fish? And sheep, if you yes, will. Yes, yes. So, of course, I put this on my... <clears throat> 
TikTok and people were saying, oh, well, you know, the plural of cat is cats. And I said, yes, but unfortunately, the English language we all know is just disastrous and it changes all different things. But people were furious with me. Because they're cats or Legos? Mainly Legos. 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 (laughs) Why are we saying that? (sighs) Enough about that, right? More craziness in a minute. Remember, you need to download the kids app. K-I-D-Z-A-P-P This is Lunch with Lloyd On Dubai Eye 103.8 Good afternoon, I'm Katie Overy in for Mark Lloyd We have now got Adam Long, CEO of Soul Agency on the line via Microsoft Teams to talk about his show that's coming up at Dubai Opera Hello Adam, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very, very, very good. Thank you very much. Um, Dubai Opera seems to be like the place to have your uh, show at the moment. It's such a wonderful venue, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And what have what are you what have you got going on down there at Dubai Opera? So last month uh, we had the inaugural Dubai Opera Big Band concert, which was the Sounds of Hollywood. Um, which was uh, very well received. And uh, we've been asked back uh, to produce uh, the next show, which is The Sounds of Sinatra. Brilliant. Which, again, is the Dubai Opera Big Band again. This is going to be fantastic. So what's your involvement with this? Because let's start, let's explain a step back a little bit. You're CEO of Soul Agency. First of all, explain what Soul Agency does here in the UAE. So Soul Agency uh, has been running for nearly 10 years in Dubai. Um, We're a music and entertainment agency and we supply uh, musicians and concepts and work with venues like Dubai Opera, supply musicians, bands, DJs for anything from, you know, a private wedding all the way through to Dubai Opera Big Band, really. Okay. Um, So So you've been doing that for 10 years. When did did you then and how do you make the leap from doing that and then potentially, you know, putting on a show as big as this at Dubai Opera? So by trade, I'm a sax player, which helps. And I played in big bands uh, when I was growing up. So that that always helps. Um, But um, I've been working with Dubai Opera since they opened in varying ways, support acts uh, for people like Michelle Legrand um, and supplying musical instruments, stands, you name it, for various uh, bands and acts coming in, all sorts of uh, kind of behind the scenes bits and pieces that go on. Um, And uh, and yeah, from, from the last kind of, pre-covid what i was doing um i got a phone call uh from from the team to see if uh, we'd be interested in uh you know helping them launch dubai opera big band really um so now it's everything from finding the musicians booking the locally based musicians uh, predominantly that are in the band uh, going through the program picking out the tracks that the band are going to play finding the singers deciding who's going to sing what and then uh, just working with the, 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 the fantastic team at Dubai Opera in actually, you know, the logistics of putting on the show. That's fantastic. And that is quite um, a job you've given yourself there. Although you did say that you were searching for the singers. And it's weird because Poonam and I didn't get any phone calls or emails or anything. Maybe my phone. Yeah, is, sorry. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. We, ha- we, I, we had Awkward. a couple of people in mind. Mm. Uh, well, actually, our female vocalist, Naz Holland, she, uh, she actually sang uh, in the last concert. 
um, and by popular demand, she's uh, been asked back. Amazing. And uh, I was actually I was actually speaking to the one and only Kieran Fox, local swing hero, um, this morning, and he will be uh, another of our singers on the night. But we've got a couple of other announcements to come as well. So. Yeah, but Adam Poonam here. Um, we are actually a lot cheaper, almost free. <laughs> so next time, do consider us. Yeah. If anything, Adam, we will pay you to uh, perform. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Let's do it. <laughs> do you know what, Adam? You wouldn't. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> now. You spoke about COVID. Now, obviously, COVID has affected, as we know, live events. And we've been very lucky here in the UAE that we've been able to get live events back up and running a lot quicker than most places around the globe. How then did that affect what you've had to do? And obviously with the safety regulations, I mean, not even so much from when, when the public come in, but even during rehearsals. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually worked um, at the bar for last year as well um, on a, a holographic or hologram performance um, with an orchestra on stage. And, and back then, you know, working with a DTCM and municipality um, backstage, things were, you know, it was very serious uh, to be able to put these kind of shows on social distancing on stage, mm, of course, mm. uh, which was something that nobody was used to. Um, and and it, and I can tell you, as a musician. It's far from ideal not being able to hear the person playing next to you. Uh, oh yeah, don't even think a, about especially that. in a band. Mm. So, so it's you know it, that was last summer. You know, bring it forward, kind of. To, you know, things kind of opened up again uh, in the winter season. Obviously, before we had another kind of lockdown period in February again for a few months. Um, it's it, it's always a concern now. Um, I think entertainment has taken it. You know, we've had a bit of a brunt of it um, mm. and. I'm not aware the public have realised to what extent um, when you're comparing what's going on in, you know, a bar or a venue where you've got plenty of people there having dinner. But the the musician or DJ who often is five or ten metres away from everybody else Mm. isn't allowed in there for said reason. So there are a few kind of things that haven't been quite understood, Mm -hmm. um, but... At the same time, it's, it's obviously it's all for the for the right reasons, um, and and now we are very lucky, and uh, you know just watching it is going around the rest of the world now. You know, watching friends opening up back in the West End in London now, and and people performing around the world, it's 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 very it's great yeah, just to it's see people kind of getting back to what they do. Fantastic um, to get the arts back up and running again. So let's talk about the Dubai Opera Big Band. How many are in? The, how big is your big band, and are they all really from Dubai or the UAE? Our big band is twenty strong. Wow. Um, and for this band, they are all from Dubai. No way, that's well, fantastic. I say, I say that. We have two from Abu Dhabi. Yeah, okay, band. but that's fine. We, we'll allow um, that. We love that when we'll they come off from the capital. We will, we will let them off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for this band, um, we've actually got um, a, few, a few changes in the band from the last uh, concert. Um, a couple have left um, Dubai. Um, in that time um, and taken roles uh, elsewhere. Um, And, uh, yeah, we're lucky to have uh, a new trumpet player who's just arrived in Abu Dhabi, fantastic female trumpeter. Amazing. Um, So she's going to be joining us. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there are some great players here and this kind of band gets a chance for, for Dubai to show off the musicians that actually are here that 
this is the kind of music that you don't often hear when you go, you know, to a hotel and you, when you walk in the lobby or if you're at a brunch or if you're out in a, in a jazz club even, you don't get to hear a lot of these musicians, a lot of them, you know, quite a few of them are teachers um, and they're kind of busy by daytime yeah. um, and they don't often have time to gig. But this kind of element, this is what we all train for. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And, and uh, getting on stage is, and having an opportunity to get back on the Opera House stage again is just fantastic. And, uh, and I love big band. Like, I love the whole kind of James Bond-ish kind of, you know, the, the big band sound. Um, how many shows are you doing? So for this one, we're doing um, two on uh, Saturday, the 2nd of October. Uh, there's a two o'clock matinee and an eight o'clock evening performance oh my goodness that's i mean that's got to be hard work for musicians such as yourself i thought you're well, gonna say, say no you're gonna go actually of, no it's, it's really easy it's what we're trained for you know but i, I, mean, I think i think so. the trump we all, we all kind of joke but i think the trumpeters might have the the the, the harder side of things when it gets to the back end of the second half maybe on the second show uh their lips might be uh yeah. you know, throbbing a little bit but um but again it's we, we all love this and off the back of the last one as soon as we did it um chatting to the band hands up who wants to do it again and obviously we saw 20 hands go in the air it's like i say it's it's a big band in the middle east and in the region it's very far and few between um we used to there, we, there used to be a big band in abu dhabi um that kind of folded maybe four or five years ago um and again that that's budgets and everything else that goes with it because it's not cheap to book a big band of, of course. course um but um but yeah so in the last five years there hasn't been a lot of action in terms of big band we've had a few visiting bands obviously mm. uh, again at the opera house um but um to have this kind of experience now based here um the musicians are just jumping at it to play in it to brilliant be and i love the fact that you've you've created this so the dubai opera big band adam where can we get tickets tell us the dates of the of the show again and and all the information and where where can we follow you Tickets are available at DubaiOpera.com. The show is on the uh, 2nd of October and there is a 2pm and an 8pm performance. Lovely. And where can we follow and find out more information? Uh, Should we go directly to Soul Agency on Instagram or something or...? Sure, yeah, we'll be all the promo and uh, anything you need to know about the show will be on Soul Agency Dubai on Instagram and our Facebook, Soul Agency. Um, and again, uh, the, the, the kind of repertoire and what can be expected a bit more can be found on the website, but there's going to be some showreels uh, released soon um, and there'll be a bit of uh, fun there as well with some musicians hopefully making a bit <laughs> of a, pre, a pre-gig debut to give you a bit of highlights of what's, what's to come. Brilliant. I cannot wait. I absolutely cannot wait. It's The Sound of Sinatra at the Dubai Opera brought to you by the Dubai Opera Big Band. Adam Long from Soul Agency. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. See you. Bye. Don't forget, you can get your tickets at DubaiOpera.com.